Alright, this is me talking normally. Wow, look at those fat peaks. Call this is me talking with my ass cheeks out. Wow. My ass cheeks are out. And they're flamboyant. Welcome back to you. the Dime Comedy. Well, fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> fuck you! Eat my ass! I am your host, Jacob, joined by my co-host, Colin. Fuck you. Or are you hosting and I'm co-hosting? I'm hosting. Oh, I just shit my With your pants. flamboyant ass cheeks. Buy a comic that might cost more than a dime. Come meet the brothers who are here to waste your time. Spencer is not here this week. He got the call. He, uh, um, oh, what's the word? Oh, my gosh. He got drafted into the uh, Ukrainian army front line. <laughs> and, uh... I'm pretty sure he's in an airplane right now, but that's top secret. Don't tell anybody. Is he the ghost of Kiel? No. There's nothing ghosty about Spencer. <laughs> Except for his ghosty asshole. Think about it. I'll have to think about it later. <laughs> um, It is a news week, ladies and gentlemen. Aga! We alternate... Uh, topics, talking points, and uh, news weeks. And last week we talked about Logan and also, and equally, the Batman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like right. an even split in time, I swear. Uh, but this week is news week, so let us go to the phones. <laughs> let us go to the phones. Uh. Oh, goodness. Wesley, you are our first caller. <laughs> <laughs> Where is... Which one is the news? Uh, it's all right. I'll take the first one while you try to find it in all your nudes. I have Google Docs. Spencer! From the direct.com, in an interview with the Cyber Nerds, the Batman's director, Matt Reeves, revealed how the upcoming Gotham PD show on HBO Max has evolved and changed quote the gcpd thing that story has kind of evolved we've all, we've actually moved more into the realm of exactly what would happen in the world of arkham as it relates to coming off our movie and some of the characters almost leaning into the idea of it's like a horror movie or a haunted house that is arkham the idea, again, the way that Gotham is a character in the movie, I really want Arkham to exist as a character. You go into this environment and encounter these characters in a way that feels really fresh. And so in our work on Gotham, that story started to evolve and it started feeling like, wait, we should really lean into this. And then that's kind of where that's gone. End quote. It's interesting that he's making the Haunted House a character when you literally have, uh, what's the, the guy who built Arkham is oh. a character. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember him. Uh, something Arkham, but. Yeah. <clears throat> wow, we're nerds on this show. Yeah, we are. Uh, well, Spencer would know all this shit and we'd be like, oh my gosh, yeah. Right. Uh, I don't know. I can't. Last time I knew anything about him was the Arkham series, and I think this weekend I'm I'm going to be playing those games. Or at least Arkham Asylum. 
That sounds cool. I'm actually very excited for anything Matt Reeves. So. Oh my gosh, I can't find it! That's what I was trying to get to, though, is that uh, he was... Uh, I want to say it's Obadiah. I think you're right. Obadi- Obadiah Arkham. Anyway. Or is that Obadiah Bumpley from uh, VeggieTales? It could be. This is Jacob in post. Uh, Spencer, of course, had strong opinions because we couldn't come up with the name of Amadeus Arkham. And to that, uh, I say, Spencer can eat my ass. He was a very important character in just a thousand voiceovers in Arkham Asylum, Mm -hmm. the video game. So that's what I was getting at. He could be very well utilized in this show about his building many, many years after he built it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I also like the the sound of the haunted house spookiness of Arkham Asylum. I like anything Batman from Matt Reeves right now. So anything Gotham. Gotham. Anything really. I just want Matt Reeves to keep doing Batman stuff. I'm actually very excited for the animated show, because I totally forgot that's also Matt Reeves working on that. Right. So that's fantastic. So Marvel Studios released the new Moon Knight posters for the upcoming series streaming exclusively on Disney Plus March 30th. So far, I'm actually really excited, and I'm really happy that they're not giving us a shit ton of, like, TV spots and trailers, at least to my knowledge. We're not getting a shit ton of that. We're just getting nice posters. Did you see these three posters? Um, so, I think these are cool. I don't like the last one. I was going to harp on the last one as well. I don't it care about the last one. And him. also, I don't like the like shadow of like the other two in the background. Uh, the last one that we were talking about is him pulling a classic 2001 Eminem pull the hoodie up move. Yeah. So, not cool. Not, not stocks. Cool. But the other two are... Uh, <coughs> Detective Knight and Moon Knight look fantastic. Yeah, they're fan... Exactly. We're all on the same wavelength right They now. look so good. Speaking of which, I'm supposed to give you Moon Knight books for Spencer. Yeah, he said that. I have to see if I actually... I'm. If, if he's talking about the right run, I have it. I would assume he's talking about that run. I found a couple of them. Um, I found two of them for like five bucks. The other day at Bulmos. I think you already have them. Oh, Let's go. Let's go. Where are they? Right here. Ugh. I think it was that one and that one. I For know. five bucks? Yeah. Uh-uh. I'm pretty sure. Nuh-uh. Like the trade? Literally these books. I'm pretty sure it was these two. Bullshit! What the fuck? Is that Bulmos? Nuh-uh. I'll go back today and try to find them. Please do. Why? You want them again? <laughs> because I bought those for fucking 40 bucks. Jeez. Yeah, because nowhere else had them. Nowhere else had them. I, I scoured the earth pretty much for those. Every comic book store I could find. Nothing. I actually not... found some pretty sweet deals at Bulmos. Jeez, it's... how do you, you... You are the actual dime comic bro. I know! You are the dime comic That's bro. That's why I keep harping on it. You <laughs> guys are like, fuck that, I'm gonna spend a hundred bucks on Future's thing. All of them! <laughs> Spencer's fucking awful when it comes to that. <laughs> um, 
Actually, I'm not really because I just walked through Jetpack the other day and I bought that one. So. <laughs> oh my fuck! I got. I have to buy the physical copies of some of the Batman. Nifty too, because I'm at like the Gordon part of the run. Would you like to just borrow mine? Probably, but I still want to buy one <laughs> because I I like. I like yes. Yeah. I think they're omnibusing it very soon. I yeah. know you're not huge on the omnibus. No, idea. I I love omnibuses. Okay. Yeah, but the thing is, every time I get into a run, it's like they're only in trades. So I right. buy them in trades. Right. And I'm not gonna buy an omnibus because I already have it in trade. Even though it looks good, it makes no. It, I can't justify it. Right. Yeah, they're in two omnibuses now. Yeah, I saw that. There's a cool. Oh, before we go on. So the one you would need is 80 bucks on Amazon right now. Oh my fuck, I don't even have the volume in physical form. Okay, so volume six. Yes. Before we go on. Yep. Yeah, I flicked you. through it. I didn't really remember much of what I was seeing. Do you know what I'm talking about? None of those, they're not... They're, they're not they're connected. All, yeah, they're not connected. What the fuck is going... I don't and know. they keep talking about, like, Damien dying and shit, and, like... What did I miss? I don't remember. I honestly... I gotta read through it again. It's so good. I don't know if I'll be talking about it today, but we'll see. Ooh, that poor guy. Okay. Soundtrack. From comicbook.com, one of the breakout original characters from the Marvel Cinematic Universe shows on Disney Plus is officially jumping over to the world of comics. This is really big news. This is a huge character. I'm really excited for this. Just a personal anecdote. On Thursday, Marvel Comics announced that Alligator Loki who originally debuted in the first season of the Loki Disney Plus series, will be earning his own 12-part comic story. Let that sink in. The Alligator Loki tale will be available through the Infinity Comics format and will be released exclusively on Marvel's Marvel Unlimited app. The series is written by Alyssa Wong, with art by Robert Quinn and colors by Pete Pantazis. Pete Davidson? No. The first chapter of the comic, which is titled Family Bonding, is now available as of Thursday, March the 10th. It will follow Alligator Loki and Thor as they get to know one another at an Asgardian amusement park. Subsequent issues of the series will be available every other Friday. For his entire life, Thor has only known one brother, Loki, known to all as conniving, sneaky, and cunning. But a new Loki is ready to take his place. He may be smaller, he may be cuter, and an alligator? But don't be deceived, alligator Loki has all the same attributes as his human counterpart and is ready to get into some trouble. That ended with a quotation mark, but did not start with a quotation mark. So, fire the editor, somebody. Oh wait, he's already gone. Ah, got him. (laughs) Um, so, the only thing... That would make me want to read this, is if Daniel is drawing this. It's literally just a marketing ploy for their Infinity Comics. Yeah. Which is just web comics, but Marvel. You know, they should start hiring um, my favorite artist, because then they actually might get my money. I'm glad <laughs> that... Uh, where was I going with that? Oh, I'm glad that their Infinity Comics are kind of tending towards the weird and wacky characters and stories it's Mm -hmm. not like they're not doing mainline stories with it 
to test the waters, which kind of would have sucked <laughs> as a consumer. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just doing these really weird... Um, there was like a, a Wolverine story that I started reading. Um, there was some sort of baby shark. Not the YouTube video, but I don't know. He had a weird name. It was like Dave or something. <laughs> Dave, Dave the baby shark or something. It was okay. weird. Oh, oh, I remember that. I remember that. He had legs, right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. So it, it's just a whole bunch of screwball ideas that they're putting on the Infinity Comics. And I kind of like that. Like, just test the water, see if they're popular, and then go from there. I don't mind it either, because it also does go to, like, other targeted demographics and shit like that. I had a problem reading them, because it really wore my thumb out, just scrolling all the time, like, almost nonstop. Like, Mm -hmm. I kind of got trigger thumb trying to read Infinity Comics. Like, with reading digital books regularly, you have at least some text that you have to stop and read, whereas the Infinity Comics is like, all right, one bubble, scroll. <laughs> so yeah. it, it was a difficult. Lot of just action rather than... For like... my boomer hands. <laughs> oh, boy. <sighs> Give me a minute. Jeez, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here, you <laughs> Lucasfilm released our first look at the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi limited series as well as dominating the last printed issue of Entertainment Weekly before the magazine goes completely digital next month. This was followed shortly after with the first official teaser trailer, Obi-Wan Kenobi begins streaming exclusively on Disney Plus May 25th. Okay, so first off, nobody gives a shit EW is going digital only. The news here is that Obi-Wan Kenobi is coming out, and it looks fantastic. Yes. I don't know why Spencer added that in. (laughs) No wonder we got rid of him. Um, I'm very excited about this. I have a problem, and it's like many other people have a problem. Oh, you're gonna do the thing. Yes, it's the Inquisitor. It is the Inquisitor. Okay, I don't give a fuck. I still am angry about, like, Cad Bane. That's dumb. Because Cad Bane's... Like, people are like, these two guys, you keep freaking out about their hats, but they're just animated. Look at the live action, like, the original live actions of both. They have long fucking heads. It's not the animation, guys. It's that. And this actor also has, like, a very small fucking round-ass head. We could have gotten the original voice actor. Because the original voice actor doesn't, like, short and round. He doesn't have a giant head like if you don't want to give this character a big head that's fine get get the original voice actor because the original voice actor has a slender head and guess who he was one of the biggest bads in harry potter so of course he can be a fucking a main bad guy in a show easily i can't remember i don't even remember what movie it's in but there is a character with like episode three ribs on his face. Episode three, yeah. Episode three, like, right before Obi Wan fights General Grievous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that dude's a huge ass head. I was saying more just the texture on his face. There's that too. That that seems like it's missing from the Grand Inquisitor. Not as bad, but it, it there Very, should be some ribs on his face. I think. I think that. But also, I haven't seen Rebels, so I have no idea. Disney is getting fucking cheap on their costume department in that sense. They are, and I don't give a shit. It's because they're only thinking about Mando. Anything else is like, whatever, because 
Cad Bane looked good. He did. Could have looked better. I was really happy with Cad Bane. I thought it was good, but I thought you could have looked better. Could have been better, but <laughs> it wasn't. But it's it, fine. I, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't complaining about it. It looked good. Yeah. Um, I was a little bit, but I'm like, ah, whatever. Right. Fine. You came around. It's on fine. The second episode. But. But the Grand Inquisitor, his species, literally, they are known for having a giant fucking head. That's like making. That's like bringing Kiati Mundi back in a show and not giving him his fucking weird ass head. <laughs> That's literally what it is. <clears throat> All right. Um, the rest of the show, though. Yeah, it looks it, great. It looks good. The I music, want Darth Vader. The music Vader. is fantastic. I want to hear more Darth Vader being unable to breathe. I was thinking just the Duel of the Fates remix, sort of. That was really good, too. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> um... Uh, the speculation has been pretty, pretty, uh, standard, and, uh... People have been... It's all contained... There hasn't been some grand revelation in the speculation. It's like, yeah, that's literally what you're guessing from the trailer. So, meh, on that. I'm hoping for a great big twist that they didn't reveal at all in the trailer or whatever, the promotional stuff. I want something else underneath because, I don't know, I just hate it when everything is revealed in the trailer. Me too. That's why I try to not watch trailers really. Yep. So some people... But this job ruined that. Yep. It did. It did. Really it did. did. Yep. Um, but some people have been talking about this and I fucking hate casuals. Casuals have been talking. If they make fucking Obi Wan Kenobi such such a way we can't fight, and he loses, I'm gonna lose all faith in Star Wars. Are you fucking numb? <laughs> yes. Are you that fucking dense? Yes. He's supposed to be on the down low. Right. Why is he going to be all like fighting and shit? This this part of Obi Wan's story is that he's the fucking sad motherfucker. Um, I also heard somewhere, somehow, that they brought back the same actors for uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Baru. Yeah. That were from Episode three. Solo, I think? Episode 3 and 2. Was it really? Yep. 3? That two far back? Yeah, it's the same guys. Damn. You know the close-up on one of those guys in the village? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's Uncle Owen. Uh, yeah. yeah, I get that. So, so, so. I, I, not solo. We didn't see I thought it was solo. one of the newer movies, not all the way back in episode three. Yeah. There you go. I like continuity. It makes me happy. Me too. Also, I noticed as I get older, these guys look like they didn't age at all. I know. Like especially Seriously. Like, like they take actors from like episode two and three and I'm like, you guys do not fucking age at all. What the hell? Um before we move on, you've been a very naughty boy. What do you mean? Ah! <laughs> no! Is this a parking ticket from work, sir? No. Oh, okay. Exclusive from Deadline.com, Catch-22 star Christopher Abbott is set to join Sony Pictures' Marvel movie Craven the Hunter, starring Aaron Taylor Johnson in the title role. While unconfirmed, sources say Abbott would play the film's main villain, The Foreigner, one of Spider-Man's bigger adversaries in the comics. The Foreigner? Never heard of him. Me neither. He joins a cast that includes Ariana DeBose, Russell Crowe, Alessandro Nivola, and Fred Hechinger. Hechinger. <laughs> 
Hechinger. He chinger. He chinger. He he chinger. He chinger. He chinger. Deadline recently broke that Nivola would be playing an unknown villain as well. So, like many Marvel picks, the main character battle multiple adversaries. Multiple adversaries. Wow. I really can't believe Spencer isn't as excited for Craven the Hunter as he should be. Because he's kind of geeked out about Craven the Hunter in comics before. Like, yeah. before we were doing the show. Oh, really? Yeah, he geeked out about him to me. And I was like, wow, I've never heard of the guy. And he was like, no, read this book. And that was the first time I read that book that we've tried to cover a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, the book that should not be spoken up. <laughs> we will never get to that. We will never. I will make it a point to never cover that book. Oh, uh, but show. I want to. That's so fun. Jeez, uh, <laughs> I don't actually No, I don't think I want to anymore. Okay. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Cool. I got nothing to say about it. Me either. Moving on from. Oh, goodness. <clears throat> okay. From cinemablend.com. According to The Hollywood Reporter's Aaron Coach. Couch. Couch. Coach. Couch. 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 According to The Hollywood Reporter, Aaron Koosh, The Flash, Aquaman, and The Lost Kingdom, and Shazam, Fury of the Gods, <laughs> I mean, sorry, Fury of the Gods, have flip-flopped in release order, and the first two are no longer going to come out in 2022. So, Flash and Aquaman 2 aren't coming out in 2022. Wow. That's fucked. Um, don't care. Though it was origi- originally scheduled to come out on June... Second, 2023, the Shazam sequel has now been dated for December 16th, which means that it will be the DC blockbuster that follows Black Adam and goes toe-to-toe with Avatar 2. So, wait. Shazam 2 is going against Avatar 2? Yeesh. Uh, yeah. Um. I mean... I really hated Avatar, like, so much I never even finished the movie. Me too. But I wasn't huge on Shazam either. It was okay. didn't even finish Shazam. The final fight was pretty poorly CG'd. So, you know... (sighs) The the humor in it was fine. Sure. The story was okay. I just... But it was just passable. The movie's boring. Mm-hmm. Both movies are boring. I've never gone back to it. No, me neither. I watched it the one time. I was like, it's fine. I'll never watch it. I don't care. I don't care as much. Um, whatever. I mean, Avatar's got a way bigger <laughs> following than Shazam 2, even though... Sadly, it I does. I have low expectations for both. Sadly, um, a lot of people have really bad taste in movies. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we have shitty superhero movies. Uh, the rest of the article says The Flash starring Ezra Miller has moved to June 2023, though it isn't specifically taking over Shazam, The Fury of the Gods date, as it will be coming out on June 23rd, 2023. Aquaman 2, meanwhile, will be heading to theaters on March 17th of next year. Oh, sorry. I did not say that. No, you didn't. Bitch. Lasagna. Um, Ooh, I would love a bitch lasagna. Me too. 
I was just leaving it in awkward space. <laughs> like, what does that mean? I will not be watching Aquaman. Um, I'll I'll only ever watch Aquaman if it's for free. If they just completely CG a different character over her. Yes. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with her. Exclusive from the HollywoodReporter.com, Sean Levy has been tapped like that ass. Or maybe it should be targeted to direct Deadpool 3. Their director is in negotiations to team up with star Ryan Reynolds for the Marvel property after previously collaborating on 20th Century's pandemic-era hit Free Guy and the just-released sci-fi adventure movie The Atom Project on Netflix, which I keep seeing a whole bunch of shit articles about having lightsabers in it, and I really don't care. Frequent Reynolds collaborators Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick penned the scripts for the first two films and are now working on Deadpool 3. Wendy Molyneux and Lizzie Molyneux Logolin, known for the animated series Bob's Burgers, previously worked on the script for the third installment of the franchise based on the character introduced in the comics by Rob Liefeld and Fabian Nicieza. I don't give a shit about any of this. Ooh. I haven't even watched Deadpool 2. I really like Deadpool 2. I it like looks it a good. Lot. Like, I liked it better than the first one. Okay, I guess I'll give it a shot. Uh, and if you get the super duper uncut version, which I'm pretty sure is what it's called, uh, you see titties. Okay, I'm sold. For about two seconds. Same with Logan. That's like the only difference I remember. That's the same with Logan then. There's Mm-mm. titties in Logan. Yeah, there's titties in Logan, but it's not in the uncut version or whatever. No, I'm saying it's the same as, and it's like only like two points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amazon Prime released the first teaser trailer for The Boy Season 3 streaming exclusively on Amazon Prime Video June 3rd. No uh, one no, cares! No, 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 I wanted to beat you to it. I don't care. No one cares. Fuck them. I watched the second season, and I actually liked it better than the first. I never finished the first. But it's still just fine. It's too dark for me, actually. You won't... I still want to know your thoughts on the comic, though. Because the comic is edgelord and kind of dark. Like, they talk about some of the same topics that the TV show does, but it's so... flippant about comic books. I don't know. It's it's like too dark for me. It's not like there's like, cause there's it seems dark as there's like not really a reason for it. Mm-hmm. It just wants to be that just way. Just wants to be edgelord. Yeah, and I don't really like that. Um, let's see from Marvel.com. No, no, it's mine. No, it's mine now. No, it's mine. Nope. Comicbook.com can exclusively be revealed the very five-issue miniseries beginning in from Marvel.com, ComicBook.com can exclusively reveal the variants of five-issue miniseries debuting in June. <laughs> debuting. <laughs> debuting in June from writer Gail Seaman and artist Phil Noto. A simple investigation results in Jessica meeting many of her variants from the multiverse. Jessica which, Jones, by the way. Poorly, poorly, poorly edited. If you don't know who Jessica is, mommy, then... Get out of here. Um, pretty sure there's multiple Jessicas in in the Marvel Universe, so we need to specify which one. Is there? Yeah. In fact, a book I might have read this week has them meet 
I will find it for you as you read this article. A simple investigation results in Jessica meeting many of her variants from the multiverse, which leads her to question if she can even work well with other variants, other versions of herself, or if she'll want to kill them instead. Mm, me too. What would it really be like to meet an alternate version of yourself? Another you who had made different choices and lived a completely different life as a result, like not listening to Nirvana? That's the question facing Jessica Jones, as what seemed like a routine investigation instead of was her encountering other incarnations of herself from across the multiverse. Can Jessica get along with herself? Will she want to kill her other selves? And will seeing the lives she could have led drive her into a self-destructive spiral? What a surprise. This is what happens when you meet the variants. Jessica honestly, Jones? Honestly, Jessica Jones would of... probably just want to kill herself. What a surprise. Jessica Jones going into a self-destructive spiral. This is a page from the book where Jessica Jones meets Jessica Drew. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. What's Jessica Drew do? Uh, she's one of the Spider-Women, I believe. Oh, is, wait, is Jessica Drew, um, like, Silk? Maybe. I have no idea who Silk is. No. No, 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 Silk is Chinese or something. <laughs> um, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Um, I don't know. This article made the angst a bit self-indulgent. It was like, ooh, Jessica Jones is in it. She's so angsty. Look at how angsty she is. Is she going to survive? Really? Uh, I don't care. I uh, like Jessica Jones. The variance but... idea is interesting, though. I don't care. Marvel, Marvel Studios would you the first... let me read? <laughs> Marvel Studios released the first trailer for Miss Marvel with the series streaming exclusively on Disney Plus June eighth. I do not give one shit. <laughs> Colin's gonna be so miserable for six weeks while we're we not the show. We're not watching the show. <laughs> I will protest and I will not watch this show. <laughs> it just looks so fucking dumb. It looks like it. It looks like what uh, Spencer's like. I swear, once we watch this show, he's gonna be like, oh, I feel like, you know, which superhero shows? They're never for me, but this one is for me. You know, like it's made for me. <laughs> Well, that goes hand in hand with my take in that uh, it feels very pandering to like 13 year old girls. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, girls are so angsty and they don't know what to do with their future and they love boys. Girls can love girls too. Shut up. It's just, I don't know. It just hits the classic teenage girl profile. He's putting that cream in his coffee, if you know what I mean. I need that big boy cream. <laughs> Why do I say this shit I do? I don't know. I, I, I gross myself out. <laughs> yeah, no, this, this... It looks shitty. It looks so shitty. I don't know. Like, the effects look like shit. Everything is so... There's no... It feels like there's no art to it. That's what pisses me off about... Marvel movies is I realize that there's like no actual fucking art. Yeah, it comes out swinging on racial issues like, ooh, she's the quiet girl at school and bullied because she's the brown girl. Like, they literally say that. Yeah, they... I... 
yes. I mean, we're a couple of white boys. Yep. So we can't really talk about this. I mean, we're going to. Yeah. But like, because we don't know that issue. And I'm not trying to be an asshole because we don't know that issue. But it seems like. Ugh, this chair is so loud. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, I'm sorry, my chair's loud. <laughs> um, I don't know. It feels like we're perpetuating problems. Like, it, it doesn't feel like... People are going to say that, like, movies like this or shows like this are types of movies that are, like, speaking out for the people in the back that, like, don't have a voice and these people that feel, like, rejected by society or they feel, feel secluded. And the thing is, is that... These movies don't do that. They, they don't, don't fix anything. They don't fix anything. They don't speak for anybody. They are just perpetuating the problem and because they also, like, they don't show that they're a problem. They show that, like, they're relatable. So say, I'm going to talk about it. Oh, boy. The Batman. It's <laughs> not where I thought it. you were going to go. This Batman, we finally get a Batman where his trauma isn't sexualized it's not like ooh, this is so good or like ooh, his trauma ooh. it's like no this dude's fucked up and this is a problem it's not something to be like gawking over you know yeah. where it's like these... i wish my parents were shot down in an alley in front of me and i wish i was batman <laughs> like <laughs> this will be the one episode my parents listen to yep. just Despite my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it just... I wish more movies would stop, like, making these problems see, feel relatable. Glorifying. Yeah, glorifying. Because it's, it's not okay. Good point. From DCComics.com, powered by stunning art by Rafa Sandoval, known for Justice League... Who knows which one? It's just in the credits here. And breathtaking, <laughs> and breathtaking painted covers by Irvin Rodriguez of Detective Comics, whichever one that is. <laughs> right here, Christopher Priest, known for Deathstroke and more Justice League. Oh, push Deathstroke! Uh, brings his trademark wit and skill for character deconstruction to an entirely fresh examination of the man you love to hate, and that is Spencer. Uh, the first <laughs> issue of Black Adam series will be available at local comic book shops on Tuesday, June 21st. Quote, forgive the cliche, but I've rarely been this excited about a new project, said writer Christopher Priest. DC has provided an amazing opportunity for me to explore and, to some degree, reimagine this character in a very new light while bringing new challenges and consequences to a man who has lived far too long and is desperate for redemption. Rafa Sandoval brings palpable voltage to every panel, bringing out my Kirby Simonson big noise instinct and Rafa's gifts take me to places I never knew I wanted to go. My only regret is we only have 22 pages a month for this. End quote. There's no forgiveness for Black Adam. This is the reality Teth Adam, immortal man of indomitable will, must face when he discovers he has been infected with an incurably 
incurable plague destroying his immortality, also known as COVID-19. Haunted by the specter of centuries of dark deeds, Black Adam transfers his powers to a worthy successor who will redeem Adam's legacy and defend their ancestral homeland of Kandak, only to subsequently become mystically handcuffed to him when Adam's plague is arrested, giving birth to perhaps the most volatile and dysfunctional super team in DC history. Issue one available at local comic shops on June 21st. Okay, so when they say they're handcuffed to each other and that it gives birth to something, it creates a really, really wrong mental image. Yep. I have never read a Black Adam comic. Me neither. I don't think I've even seen him on a comic page. No. The only time I've ever seen him in a story is Maybe in a crisis? The only time I've ever seen him in a story is like that cartoon of Shazam, Superman, and Black Adam. The only time I've really seen him in anything is Injustice, the the, oh, that too. the video game. Wait. I don't even remember him in the comic. I don't remember him in the first video game. I think he's in there. Is he? I'm pretty sure so. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah. 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 Oh, well. From comicbook.com, Netflix is developing a movie based on Boom Studios' Irredeemable. In addition, the complimentary series Incorruptible will also be put into production as well. Netflix teams Kemp Powers with the harder they fall what the fuck? Netflix teams Kemp Powers with the harder they fall director James James J- James J E Y M E S I'm going to assume it's James. Okay. But James Samuel for Irredeemable. The poor kid probably had hippie parents, spelling it that way. Holy crap. If there was a need for any more star power, Jay-Z himself, Sean Carter, is also aboard as a producer with James Lasseter. People who might not be familiar with the graphic novel series should expect superhero intrigue. Plutonian, the world's favorite hero. Okay, what the fuck, Spencer? Why is there so many fucking random-ass things that I can't even pronounce or say? Plutonian. Ugh! I don't even know what this is. Plutonian, the world's favorite hero, begins to slaughter everyone on Earth. <laughs> what? <laughs> what in the world? Without anyone to hold him in check, the world turns to his nemesis, Max Damage, for help. While the villain might not want that responsibility, he's going to have to think of something to save the Earth. Over the course of the story, Max discovers Plutonian's mysterious past, which might be the key to stopping him for good. His mom's name was Martha. (gasps) Why did you say that name? Find him! Save Martha! Why did you say that name? Martha, why did you say that name? Stop! Please, stop! Why did you say that name? It's his mother's name. It's his mother's name. Fucking asshole. Mark Wade helped create Irredeemable with Peter Krause providing the artwork. He gave a statement to Deadline about the upcoming project. Quote, Peter and I are thrilled to death that a writer and director we both admire are bringing Irredeemable to life in a faithful and respectful way while inventing their own twists and turns, end quote, wrote Wade. Quote, their unique take on the comic makes it unlike any anti-hero story I've heard of, and I love it, end quote. I don't know what any of this shit is. Uh, so funnily enough, I have 
had this on my wish list on the library app for a long, long time and just never gotten around to it. But it does look interesting. Really? I, I will get to it someday, eventually. You do read a bunch of, like, random ass I do. Shit. I, 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 I admired that about I you. I really like that Netflix is going to these random ass things and, and Hulu and whatever the frig else. Like, the, yeah, they're trying to keep up with Marvel and DC, but... It's bringing light to Dark Horse and Boom and and these really unknown comic companies. And that's good, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I really like that the, the underdogs are getting attention now. It yeah. makes me happy. It's not just, like, fucking DC and Marvel. Yeah. DC and Marvel's, like, your traditional, like bad guy versus good and like questioning that and it seems like every other comic book now is like questioning what the fuck is good and what the fuck is bad shit like that um the problem with irredeemable and irresponsible and incorruptible and all those is that they literally have so many spin-offs and hundreds of books and it's from afar, I haven't done a whole lot of research. It's kind of difficult to jump in. It's not clear cut. This is number 1. Mhm. Oh my gosh, this is a big one. (laughs) From comicbook.com, Marvel Comics shocked the world when it revealed Jane Foster had taken on the mantle of the mighty Thor after the Thor Odinson became unworthy of lifting Mjolnir. Jane later sacrificed Mjolnir and died from cancer, though she later returned under the moniker of Valkyrie. Now, with Thor Love and Thunder set to adapt the popular story arc with a returning Natalie Portman, Marvel is taking Jane Foster back to her goddess of thunder roots in a new series titled Jane Foster and the Mighty Thor. The five-issue miniseries releases in June, which is a month before Thor Thor, Love and Thunder arrives in theaters. July 8th. Announced via the Mary Sue, the creative team on Jane Foster and the Mighty Thor consists of writer Toran Gronbeck and artist Michael Dowling. Gronbeck has penned many of Jane Foster's adventures as Valkyrie across Valkyrie Jane Foster, King in Black, Return of the Valkyries, and the Mighty Valkyries. As for Dowling, he's collaborated on Amazing Spider-Man and Black Cat. See how specific those shoutouts were? I love that. That's lovely. We could tell which books he's worked on. The cover for Jane Foster and the Mighty Thor by Ryan Stegman features Jane and Thor side by side once again with Jane wielding a cracked Mjolnir and Thor equipped with his father's lightning blade, the Odin Sword. The reason Thor is using the Odin Sword is because the current arc of his solo title, God of Hammers, sees Mjolnir become sentient when it's possessed by the Mangog. The synopsis for the series reads, quote, the Mjolnir, when Mjolnir comes crashing through Jane Foster's apartment window, she fears the worst has happened to Thor, as Asgard's greatest enemies, including Hela, Ulrich the Troll, and Enchantress, mount an assault on the Golden Realm. Jane must find Thor and save Asgard, even if that means she must once again risk her life to become Thor herself. Thor herself. I really, really, really loved, one, the Jason Aaron Thor run. It is God's here. Yes, it's punny. I don't care. It's fantastic. Uh, Worth the read. Worth the research to read 10 years of Thor comics. 
It's a lot. It's worth every penny. Uh, part of that run was the Mighty Thor, and it felt so good. It was really, really, really well done. Thor's fall from grace. She picks up the hammer and is Thor for a while until Thor fixes himself and can come back to be a god. All very good stuff. With all that being said, I don't really care about revisiting it. <laughs> it feels like they're going, hey, that was great. We should make five issues to try to make a little bit more money on that run. I haven't read a single Thor run. Uh, my first Thor run, kind of Thor run, will be Bill. <laughs> will probably be that, like, Have you trade. even finished that? I haven't started it. I thought you did. You talked about it months ago. No, I didn't. Spencer literally talked about it. You went out and bought it and then talked about it the next week. No, I didn't. I didn't talk about it. I talked about I, buying it. Um, I've been reading Batman. I've been on a Batman kick right now. Yeah, Batman. Crazy Batman kick. Ah, oh, fuck, there's 20 words! Uh, Would you like me to read it? Because the next one's e- easy. Yeah, thank Kay. you. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. From Marvel.com, Judgment Day is coming. Writer Kieran Gillen and artist Valerio Shitties. There's no <laughs> way. There's no way. Shitties. Shit, shit, shitties. Shit. Come on. <laughs> what is that? For the fans listening, it's S C H I T I. Shitty. Shitty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that, that guy or gir- girl? Valerio Shitty? <laughs> what the fuck? Why are there so many fucking weird ass names Why in can't they just be John? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, their upcoming Marvel Comics epic, Axe, Judgment Day. Okay, the punctuation on that is messed up. A period, X period, E period, colon. Are you kidding me? Axe, Judgment Day will define the summer and now. Marvel fans can get their first look at covers, interior artwork, and more in a special announcement trailer. The pieces of the upcoming event will fall into place in June's Axe, Eve of Judgment, all caps by the way, Number one, a prelude issue where Gillen will team up with artist Pascal Ferry to present the first shot of the apocalyptic com- conflict to come. After that, the saga will be told across six explosive issues in Axe Judgment Day, still all caps. The main event series launching in July, as well as tie-in issues unleashed across the Marvel Universe. The Avengers have become a more powerful global force than ever from their base inside a long-dead celestial. The X-Men have achieved a form of immortality on their utopian island nation of Krakoa, and the Eternals have begun a new cycle of life as they continue their sworn mission to eliminate the Deviants. The sexual Deviants, also known as furries. (laughs) But when the Eternals learn that mutant kind itself is a form of excess deviation, a vicious assault on Krakoa ensues, with Earth's mightiest heroes trapped in the middle. Years of tension lead to a volcanic eruption as two worlds burn. Quote, there's a classic metaphor to describe the Marvel Universe, a toy box, which creators take toys out of, play with, and put back. I get it, but it's never quite how I've seen it. I think play in another way. I think of a music stop with all these instruments with their different qualities suggesting different songs, different stories, Gillen explained. For all the Marvel instruments I've played, I've never written an event. End quote. 
I don't know anything about any of these characters. It almost sounds like a crisis for Marvel. Yeah. It sounds interesting enough. I like that uh, the Avengers, the X-Men, and the Eternals are settled in a home. Happy living. Happy days. And then something is unhappy with that and they want to wreck their shit. So that sounds cool. I like that it's not... Uh, I'm going to say it again. Angsty. Where the Avengers are fighting with themselves. Or with the X-Men. Or with the Eternals. Maybe the Avengers are the problem. <laughs> I think the Avengers are the problem. I think they've always been the problem. <laughs> I'm really trying to not pull a, a classic call. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. <laughs> From Variety.com. Spencer's gonna fire us when he comes back. He's I gonna already be fired like, him! He's gonna be like, no, I'm doing the whole episode by myself. <laughs> you guys aren't allowed to do the news anymore. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, we already fired him. Maybe this up. is what the fans want, Spencer. Yeah, they maybe. want two idiots talking about news that they nobody understands. That <laughs> they don't know about. They don't know anything about these. Ah. <laughs> oh. From Variety.com, after his memorable turn as Edward Nashon and Matt... Oh, fuck! Oh, fuck! I'm glad I'm talking about this one! I remember... Okay, I heard about this. <laughs> fuck! Okay. After his memorable turn as Edward Nashon and Matt Reeves, the Batman, Paul Dano will be delving into the iconic villain's origins with a new comic book, Riddler Year One. DC Comics announced Dano's comic book writing debut on Friday and released a first look image to go along with it. The teaser features glasses on top, scattered files, and papers with the title written across the scratchy letters. The comic will launch in stories in October, although DC did not specify an exact well, excuse me, launch date. This, okay, I'm excited about this because I'm excited about anything Matt Reeves' Batman, okay? So I've Simp! Yes, I've already pre-ordered the art book, and I've already <laughs> bought the, um... Boots. The, the prequel bo uh, book... And I will be reading this. And you got the Batman boots. Shh, don't tell people that. You said last week. <laughs> I don't have them yet. Oh, they're coming in soon. I have the Batman boots. Ugh. <laughs> Next thing will be I'll get the bat cowl. I don't think I'll do that. Prove it. Oh. Your fluffy hair would make that impossible and I want to see it. Dude, did you see his hair? It's yeah, it's flat. Yeah, but still long as hell. That much hair, you still... You know. Your hair's poofy. I can get flat. You can get flat. I, right now. Uh, I don't know. You're the flattest one here. Got a fat <laughs> ass, buddy. Got fat titties, fat ass. <laughs> All right. That is the end of this week's news. Holy crap, it's only an hour long. Thank... Jeez, oh, that's... that's <laughs> Ah, that's our whole show, folks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did a lot of work this week. Oh, jeez. I have not. I'm going to go first. Okay. And I'm going to lead with the shitty one so uh. that people stick around for the good one. I read a Marvel Max comic, U.S. War Machine, written by Chuck Austin. It is based on the character uh, that Rhodey... Uh, is in the machine of the Iron Patriot or War Machine or whatever the frick they're calling him this time, right? So, Black Iron Man, you could say. No, I'm gonna cut that out. <laughs> That's so bad! The Black Iron Man suit was what I meant. Is that not any better? 
Doggone it! They paint the suit black! <laughs> you gotta keep that in that. You have to keep that. <laughs> Spencer's gonna fire us. <laughs> well, I'm glad we got all that out of the way. Because. Oh, goodness, fuck. This book is awful. Oh, There's gosh. 12 issues. It is so painful to look at. It's black and white. And uh, I showed Spencer briefly uh, an issue this week. And he's like, oh my gosh, those 3D models are awful. And it's also why it's in black and white. Because trying to color the 3D models would have only made it worse. 3D models? You know, shitty anime when it's not hand-drawn, it's yeah. computerized and shitty? Yeah. Okay, so 3D models can work in comics. Not this one. Okay, um, let me rephrase that. It works in manga, actually, because a lot of really good manga does that. Look at the faces. The human faces. The the war machine faces are okay, but... I showed my parents a, a still of uh, Dr. Doom, who, spoilers, is the bad guy at the end for anybody who's going to read this 20-year-old comic that sucks balls. Um, this is so fucking bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. You, you can't even tell it's Doctor Doom in most of the frames at the end of the storyline, because the 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 what? images are just so bad. It looks what like what is up with you figures. and buying and fi finding the shittiest? <laughs> because it's not the Batman yet again. That's true. I'm trying to avoid Batman stuff because we talk Batman so much. Because there's so. There How can you not talk so about much. Batman? I know, but I am trying to keep us from being the Batman show. I'm fine with it. Um, this comic tries to talk racial talk and stuff, but fails horribly and actually comes across pretty freaking awful. I can't believe they printed this. Just come off racist? Extremely. I bet. Like Luke Cage season two? Racist? I didn't see it. Luke Cage becomes pretty racist, like himself. It's it's bad on all fronts. It doesn't matter what color person is speaking in the comic. It's all bad. Mm -hmm. Bad, bad, bad. There are racial slurs that should not have been printed. And I think that was included because it's a Max comic, but holy shit, have some freaking discipline. Oh my gosh. It's bad. The story doesn't make sense. Um, there's freaking storylines that are, are strung along until the end, and then there's no resolution. It's ugly. There's no commercials in it. Uh, I like that it was printed on old school newspaper. It feels nice. Um, call me Boomer, but I kind of like it every once in a while. It's not the, the... Super expensive nine dollar glossy paper twenty page comic book issue. It's I a like those. Yeah, I like those too. But I also like an old school newspaper comic. book for a dollar fifty. <laughs> I kind of like that. Uh boomer! Shut up!
Yeah, this is awful. I paid 28 bucks for 12 issues. Why would you do that? Because I had no idea how awful it was. And also, it, you look at the cover and you think, ooh, a Marvel Max storyline for 12 issues with War Machine. That could be badass. Mm-hmm. Your imagination is already working. I can see it in your brain. That's pretty cool. And I could shit something better out than, <laughs> than this and call it War Machine. You could definitely come up with a better story. No, I, I was saying my, my shit is oh. War Machine. My actual shit. War Machine. I hate you. <laughs> Uh, disgusting war machine. Um, yeah, it's terrible. I kind of want to boycott this writer because this is so bad. Who's the writer? Uh, I don't even remember. Uh, plot twist. There's a war machine, a, a second series of Max War Machine. You gonna read it? I don't know. I, I don't even know if I can get my hands on it. If it's a, I don't know. You don't know anything. If I see it, I'll probably flick through it first to see how awful it looks inside before I buy it. Yeah. But yeah, this is a waste on my shelf. A waste of space. Mm-hmm. So, um, what have you been doing? Um. Besides watching the Batman way too many times. Yeah, or I'll not watching, enough times. I'll be going today again for a fifth uh, time. No. Uh... Ask me a question, because <laughs> I've literally just been consuming Batman media, and I, w- next time I talk about Batman media, like the stuff I've been reading and watching, I want to like actually come up with some, yeah, yeah, yeah. something good. Um, I'm going to reuse a question on you that I used on Spencer last week. Okay. If you get the authorization and okie dokie to write a six issue Max Marvel Run, what character would it be on? And why? And what would your story be? Oh, fuck. Okay. So I don't know much about the Max series, so I don't know... I know Punisher has... They cuss, and there's titties, and violence. Hmm. Like, pretty much anything that gets filtered is not no longer filtered. Marvel. Yep. Hmm. I think I'd go with the easy option. Moon Luke Knight. Cage. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Moon Knight. I'd go with Moon Knight. Why? Uh, because I like Moon Knight, and also um, he can be easily very dark character, mm. swearing and shit like that. Um, swearing and shit. And also, we could dive way deeper into swearing. <laughs> <laughs> we could dive way deeper into like the cosmic uh, supernatural realm and like have it gross yeah. looking like so if you've never read any of the berserk manga right no okay so basically so berserk is like the spawn of everything pretty much everything disgusting and gross when you say spawn mon- monster you're not talking to no Carlin. no i'm not okay. talking about no 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 all right all right so basically every supernatural gross thing, <laughs> as far as I can tell, is from Berserk. So 
I would take a lot of inspiration from Berserk and the monsters, and everything would be really disgusting, and it would just be like a... Moon Knight is stuck in this, like, cosmic realm and trying to fight his way out. Um, and Khonshu is, like... Conscious doing his normal shit. Yeah. Which is like, I'm only going to allow you to fucking beat the shit through all these guys, but you're going to get shit on the whole time as well. You're basically going to play Dark Souls. Moon Knight, but Dark Souls. There we go. Moon Knight, but Dark Souls. And Conscious at the end of it. That's what the story would be. So, very violent, very dark, some language. No titties, though? Um, Yes. Of course there's titties. Oh, really? Because mm-hmm. uh, I was going to say, uh, that's, oh! a, that's a nice uh, restraint if you don't have titties in your six issues. Well, I was, was going to be like, well, you know how Moon Knight th- like, imagines that like Captain America, um, Spider-Man, and Wolverine, and Wolverine were the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Instead yeah. of that, maybe some like X-Men girls. Emma Frost, Black Widow. Nope, nope, nope. Not Emma She-Hulk. Frost. Nope. She-Hulk, definitely. She-Hulk, definitely. Um, probably, like, uh, Rogue. There you go. Rogue. She-Hulk. Isn't Rogue underage, though? Nah. Oh, no, I'm thinking Kitty Pride. I'm sorry. Yeah. Never mind. Uh, Rogue. She-Hulk. And... What's a good one? What's a good one? Fuck. Spider-Woman. Spider-Girl. <laughs> underage. Silk. Extremely underage. Yeah, extremely <laughs> underage. Ah, oh, who else? Who else? What's a good? What's another good female? I wouldn't say Black Widow. Uh, I'm going oh, to... Wanda. Ah, oh, Scarlet Witch. Yes, there we go. I like this. Me too. Starts drawing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other topic I read this week <sighs> is another Max. Marvel Max comic. You read so much. I know. I work more at this job than my real job. Yes, me too. And I get paid... Oh, wait, that's a lie. ...so much less at this job than mm-hmm. the other job. My priorities are messed up. Mm-hmm. I've never asked out the love of my life. <laughs> Will you go out with me? No. Uh, I read Jessica Jones, colon, alias. Mommy! Written by Brian Michael Mendes and arted by Michael Gatos. Not GLaDOS or GLaDOS, but the the computer from Portal. Not that guy, the other guy. Oh, wait, I switched my answer from uh, Wanda to Jessica Jones. No, I like Wanda better. Mm, Jessica Jones has already been in... Okay, that's fine. And Jessica Jones. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Because I really like She-Hulk. <laughs> it's not like, like a big, giant woman. It's the leotard. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <clears throat> this omnibus collects alias number 1 through 28, and a what if Jessica Jones had joined the Avengers. Um, 
if you don't know anything about Jessica Jones, she used to be a superhero and bright, pretty colors, and then something really evil happened to her, and now she hates her life and hates her job, and she's a private eye just chasing down everybody's dirty laundry for money. Kind of like uh, Heroes for Hire, same um, class of Marvel character. Uh, Daredevil, uh, Heroes for Hire, so Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Just the, the, the B or C tier uh, hero mm-hmm. level. Uh, just a, a back alley um almost normal person definitely normal person job with some hidden superpowers uh that jessica does not like to use uh did i mention she's messed up she's messed up she hates her life she drinks heavily and makes poor decisions because she hates her life and then she wakes up the next day and says why did i do that i hate my life um mummy mummy yeah what the artwork really did not it's consistent Mm -hmm. which gets points Mm -hmm. the faces are pretty rough though on like all the characters the noses are kind of messed up the eyes are kind of rough like faces are pretty rough and it's noticeable that they'll have like hair hanging down in front of faces because it feels like the artist had a face problem problem with faces there's some artists that really <laughs> like every, I, every artist has like a, a problem like most most artists it's hands and then if you're Rob Liefeld it's feet yep it's feet uh some people have problems with faces but yeah. it's like I mean it's not terrible it's just rough it's not like it's it's hard to tell if someone's attractive or not and I'm not saying sexploitive I'm just saying it's it's tough to tell if it's storytelling, wow, this person's ugly or not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think his art style is just ugly. Um, I wouldn't go that far because the art style is very shaded. It's very dark, as in unlit. It's very uh, poorly, uh, not well-lit rooms. It's very hard to see. Lots of black paper and shadows everywhere. And I kind of like that. That's... Uh, a good uh, design feature to have in a private investigator that hates her life story. You found a sex scene, didn't you? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's only like two of those, two or three, in the whole book, which is pretty surprising. Um, the worst thing that really happens in this Max comic line is just a lot of swearing. Um, and also the really big bad evil thing that happens to Jessica Jones that turns her from bright Avenger to dark private eye. Um, yeah, it's very, very clear that the TV show based itself off of this run. I don't know if there's anything else they could have based it off of. Uh, what really, really, really interested me and made me really happy inside was that... I read this a week after having read Brian Michael Bendis's Daredevil run, or at least the first omnibus of it. And events from the Daredevil run are interlinked, interlinked. with this 
omnibus and storyline. There's a lot of things happening in the background and also in the story that uh, coalesce with the two comics. Uh, Daredevil hires Jessica Jones as a bodyguard because he's in legal trouble. Uh, He's been outed in the tabloids as Daredevil and he's denying it all and making a legal case, but he also wants some bodyguards. Because he's a blind guy and he has to keep up that appearance. So, uh, it was really interesting, the crossover. I did not intend, I did not even know that the crossover happened. And it was very nice to have it gel like that. Uh, I spent cover price of 100 bucks on it. It's a smaller omnibus. It's, <laughs> it's it's an omnibus. It's an omnibus, it's like but it, it, it's not a chunky omnibus. It, it's a normal to smaller size omnibus. I don't... So, a hundred bucks is a little steep. Think, I'd say 75. I think anything bigger than that is considered a compendium. Ooh. Let's look at that invincible right over there. That's compendium. That's what they call yeah, it. Yeah, but... That's true. That is a normal size omnibus. Okay. That's what I'm saying. It's okay. just a hair short of a normal size omnibus. Okay. I see what you're saying. Uh, for our listeners, I put a single, uh, like a five issue trade on top of the omnibus and said that's how much it's missing for space. Um, so yeah, I would say 75 for this. If, if you're a, a normal Marvel nerd. If you're a diehard Jessica Jones fan, 100 is easy. But I'm thinking that's kind of rare to find. I might get into Jessica Jones. I really like the show. Yeah, this is pretty close to the show, honestly. This made me look back on the show with rose-tinted glasses. Like, wow, they actually didn't do too bad on that. Granted, it's I watched it when it came out, and that's the last time I saw it. So it's been a couple of years, but... I've rewatched the first season a couple times. The other two, not as much. I also really appreciated... There are sex scenes, but it's like there's nothing shown. They just talk about what's happening, and they don't show anything. It's not sexploitive at all. Really. I mean, she walks around in her undies, like, to her computer to start working again. But that's it. Like It's it's not, like, sexualized. It's just her... It's not sexualized. ...being comfortable in her home. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's really well done. I looked at the sex scene, and the thing is, it's not, like, sexualized at all. It's kind of, like, sad in the, like... Extremely. It's sad and depressed, like she is. Mm -hmm. It only accentuates what she's feeling. Mm -hmm. Very good stuff. I like it. I want to get into it. Sorry, listeners. I'm just, uh... I keep reading Batman, and I don't want to talk about it on the show at the moment. So, we need questions for our uh, local retard here. Have you been drawing anything lately? Um, I know you were on a kick. Uh, I'm kind of just like sketching certain things every now and then, or like doing line work from like old drawings I had for like the space adventure and shit like that. Right. So it's not anything really new. I, so you know how a while back Spencer and I were working on a comic. Yep. Right? Batman comic. Yep. Uh, well, I had him send me the link to the drive again, because I'm like, 
maybe I want to do some concept art. Right. So I'm reading through that, and I think I'm going to get, like, some bigger paper, pretty much close to the size of that desk. Nice. And I'm going to try to burn through those markers again, because I've been lo- longing, I've been looking at those markers, I'm, like, longing to for it again, because I've been watching um, the Bat- the Batman Damage series, like, documentary. Yep. And looking back at old footage, and I see them with markers, I'm like, damn. Mm. I kind of, as much as I do love my digital, like, there's some, there's something definitely rewarding about just doing it in, like, using just, using the markers. To, just doing Just doing just, it. Just, <laughs> just doing it old school. Just doing, <laughs> just doing it old school. Yeah. Um, just really getting at it. Yeah, really getting at it. The fuck up! <laughs> I want to get back into that, and I've always been scared of colors, because oh my fucking word, Jacob! I've always been scared of colored people. <laughs> fucking choke on that coffee. <laughs> it's black. I've always been uh, a little scared to finish my drawings with color. Because I don't want it to look horrendous, and also like you want complementary colors, and you sometimes want things to look darker than, and then like you don't want everything to be showing sometimes, because like half of a good story is to have like things aren't seen completely, or like you have them focus on specific things, and so like I've been trying to like learn about stuff like that, but a part of learning is doing it. In a Part of doing is failing. Part of being good is failing. So, like, I'm trying to push myself to fail, honestly. So, what is the space adventure that you've talked about so many times? Is it a book that you've written and Uh, you're trying to art? Or you're writing (laughs) as you art? Or what? It's a book I've been arting and trying to learn how to write. Nice. Uh, Because it's a bunch of random... uh, I've been trying to keep it on the down low a little bit. Because, All like, right. No, I'll talk about it. Because I haven't... I've kept it on the down low for, like, two years now. Right. And well, you keep talking about it. You drop little hints about yeah. it. Yeah. So... I'm trying to be methodical with it because I just don't want to... As much as it's easy to just fucking draw a comic and have it cool and whatever and, like, just send it out into the world, I want everything to be practical to the story. Right. Like, everything's a part of the story. You can't miss one thing. Right. You have to have it all. And it's not, like, jam-packed, but, like, everything has reason. There's no filler. I don't like filler in my shows. Actually, sometimes filler's nice, because, like... Actually, even then, what I was about to say was, like, there's filler where, like, you have character growth, and it's just characters, not story. But that's not filler! That's actually a part of the story. Like, characters growing and shit like that. So I'm trying to be methodical and how the story works and i'm not starting it from a to b it's like you jump into his life and the main character's life what is <laughs> if you call it a life and you you kind of learn about his past through experience experiencing traumatic events type type of thing mm. so <clears throat> this story is about a Skelenaut and him going through the galaxy and 
killing monsters, killing space gods, and stuff like that. And the problem that I'm facing is the reason, like, why is he doing this? Right. What's going on? Because originally he's supposed to be a bounty hunter. Yeah, it's supposed to be basically Star Wars. And I didn't want that. Right. And I want to make my own thing. And so now I'm juggling it being, like, on one planet, but it's called the Space Adventure. It's got to be in space. But right. also, like, the idea of just being one planet is super nice and it's easy. But, At least for the first issue. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I'm thinking about maybe it's a whole apocalyptic galaxy like this whole galaxy undergoes an apocalypse cool and it's done by the gods meaning prometheus wanted to bring light to um to like what's the word i'm looking for um aware ah what's the word not human so you know, the traditional story is Prometheus wanted to bring fire to, to mankind, right? The fire okay. of the gods, which is another word for knowledge. This Prometheus is not just giving it to humans, aliens that are, like, thinking, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Prometheus tries to do that, and what happens is, like, oh, you want to give them light? You want to give them knowledge? Okay, here you go. And the gods make the whole galaxy into an apocalyptic thing, because they're like, the sun goes out, <clears throat> Cool. And shit like that. So yeah. I'm, work, I'm working on that. Yeah. There so, something like that. Prometheus like is, is involved. Or, and uh, is Oceus gonna, is involved somehow. Is it going to be like a headlopple book? Or is it going to be issues? Um, I I was thinking about maybe issues, but also... It sounds nice to just have like one complete book sent mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. I think I... I won't release it like, oh, I just finished this issue, here you go. It definitely will be like, I'm not releasing anything anything till the first story is done. Right. And then maybe I'll send issues out Piecemeal. there. Yeah, like online or something. Yep. And make physical copies if I can get some publisher help. Right. Because I don't, I don't want to make physical copies until then. Right. But I'm trying to get all the art together. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Well... You know what could help? What's that? Uh, funds. Funds. And we get funded. Oh, do we? We do. By whom? Uh, people. Oh, yeah? Namely, Jeff Lawrence and Dave. Dave and Jeff Lawrence fund us. Thank you, Dave and Jeff Lawrence. We like funding. We do like the funding. We appreciate the funding. We like funding each other. Last night, I funded... Colin. What the fuck is wrong with you today? <laughs> uh, if you would like to fund us, you can go to patreon.com forward slash dime comic bros. We have three different tiers that you can subscribe to us uh, and give us funding. We like it. Uh, you get all kinds of bonus uh, stuff, materials, and audio, and stickers, and posters, and who knows what else. You can find out what else when you go to Dime Comic Book Bros on Patreon. And soon enough, we may have bookmarks Whoa. in the making. 
That's top secret, though. Don't tell anybody. Oh, okay. Um, we also get support from a super cool comic book store in our local area, Jetpack Comics and Games in downtown Rochester, New Hampshire. I'll be going there today. Whoa, I was thinking about it, too, but... You've already gone there today. Huh? Didn't you say you, were going, you went today? No. No? No. Oh. I just came straight from my house. Oh. Me, too. We're in your house. All right. Uh, they sell comics. They sell games. And a whole bunch of other things. They're super cool. They're super helpful. Uh, if you have questions about comics and you're not afraid to ask, they can probably help you out. It's happened to us a couple of times. They're, They're super helpful. Really nice guys. Yeah. Too. They're really you, cool to just talk to. Yeah. If you're, if you're a, a regular person. And if you're a regular, like you go there every now and then, yeah, yeah. they remember you. Maybe not your name, yeah. but they see your face. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They're like, hey man, what's up? Hey, you're ugly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I remember you. Yeah. Fucking ugly ass bitch. Uh, if you want to talk to us because talking to Jetpack Comics and Games is not enough for you and you need, just need to talk to people, you can talk to us on social media. We're on most of them. I won't answer. Nope. I probably won't either, but I post a lot of weird shit on Instagram. Well, I love that. Yeah. You should post it on Twitter because you everyone can get the full image. I don't have the Twitter login. But I probably could. We'll figure it out. I'm just trying to make more things I go like on the internets. Just wait. I'll take them and put them into my tablet and make <laughs> drawing versions of them. Prove it. I might. I'll send them to you right now. Oh, no. You got my drawings, right? Yes, I did. Nice. I started working on one. We do not have Spencer with us this week and thus cannot ask him uh, important business questions like, what are we having for lunch? Why is there two of me? There's two of me and there's only one of you guys. Uh, only because I haven't done the other, oh my the, the second versions of us yet. Uh, I just had that really good idea and wanted to do it. Um, yeah, we can't ask Spencer the important questions about what we're having for lunch and also what we're talking about next week. So stay tuned. It'll be super cool. And thank you for listening. Bye. Come, uh, hold on. Yeah. I haven't been able, uh, fuck. It won't come out. Nah. Gotta do more cocaine, man. Okay, um... My voice hurts.